Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today's inspiration comes from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Navigating Elder Care and Dementia, which contains the emotional support and practical tips that you need as you navigate the world of elder care, especially when Alzheimer's or other dementias are part of it. I know that you're going to feel less alone and more empowered in your new role after you read these stories. And they're not all about dementia either because family caregiving is a big deal with or without dementia. So one of the biggest hurdles that some families face is how to allocate all the work that goes into helping an older family member. Some families handle it very well and others not so much. So in an effort to provide some role models for how families can divvy up the responsibilities and not fight, I'm sharing two stories with you today. In the first story, Marsha Porter says that there is a sort of sisterhood among daughters who care for their elderly parents. I personally would say there's a siblinghood as well, since I share most of the caregiving for our father with my brother. So it's not just for women, this caregiving thing. But in Marsha's case, it was her and her sisters. And the cool thing about these women is that they all have different skills. So rather than fighting about who's going to do what to help their elderly mother, they looked at their individual strengths and they each took on the tasks that were best suited for them. That way there was no resentment, no finger pointing, and they got a very happy elderly parent as a result. Marsha and her sisters discovered what each of them should do when their mother was injured and they had to help her for a few weeks. It was a great dry run for the future when she would need more care. So how did the four sisters divvy up the chores? Well, Marsha's sister, Linda, loves to cook. So she brought wonderful meals to their mom or had their mother over to her house for dinner with her big family. And then Marsha's sister, Vicky, was the visiting sister. She would spend hours with their mom telling her stories about her elementary school students or about mutual friends. All that Vicki needed was some Pepsi and some chocolate mint cookies on hand to keep up her cheerful banter. So it was Marsha's job to make sure that those things were available to reward Vicki for those visits. And then there was Connie. Connie stood out as the financial genius and the business tycoon of the family. She handled all of their mom's legal and business headaches. Their mom always kept a running list of calls for Connie to make and financial matters for her to clear up. And naturally, all of mom's banking matters were in Connie's capable hands as well. And then finally, what about Marsha? What did she do? Well, she was the medically inclined sister. She was a first aid instructor. She was certified in CPR. And up to this point, she says, her mom 
had only trusted her to go to the store, pick up prescriptions, do the laundry, and bring takeout food. But now her mom needed someone who knew her way around a bandage and wasn't squeamish because she needed frequent bandage changes and had a problem with her leg swelling up from lymphedema. This was not a task the other sisters wanted to handle. So Marsha happily made this her strength and her big contribution to the care of their mother. As Marsha says, the sum of their strengths was greater than the whole, and they were all happy with their jobs and grateful to each other for the roles they played in their mother's care. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In another story about a family working together instead of bickering over who does what, Suzanne Ruff tells us about her father and how his three daughters and four granddaughters seamlessly provided him with constant companionship and care. And in case you think this was sexist, it wasn't. There were no male offspring until a couple of great-grandsons arrived. So all the family members of the appropriate age to help were female. So these seven women live in four different states. But for their father and grandfather's 85th birthday, they all gathered at a pub and they noticed there that his memory was slipping and his health was on the decline too. This was a man who had run charity 5Ks at age 80, but now as a widower and at age 85, something was off. His female family members suggested he move into an assisted living and stop driving and so on, but that didn't go over too well. He insisted on staying in his home, living alone. So that's when the seven ladies decided they would each take a day of the week to telephone him in the morning and again at night. That person sent an email informing the others how and what he was doing each day. And then he suffered a mild stroke. It was definitely time for him to stop living alone. He resisted for a short time, but then he agreed. And that's when they decided that he would spend four months at a time with each of his three daughters. But finally, at age 92, that didn't work either because he needed 24-hour care. So he was agreeable again. He would live in an assisted living residence in North Carolina with a small patio and garden. It was near Suzanne and one of her sisters. And their dad actually liked it there. He joined in the activities. He started in a few plays. He got them to start a dance class because he loved dancing. He made friends. He blossomed. And the seven ladies kept in touch if they couldn't be there in person. But then at age 95, he took a fall, and that began a decline that resulted in his peaceful passing. Before he went, though, he made sure that the faraway daughter who was having medical problems would be okay. And it was only when she assured him she was doing fine that he passed away. So at the end, he made sure that he was still a caregiver, too. I love the way the two families we met today found their paths to joint caregiving. It's a big issue because I think that second only to the stress of caregiving is the stress of arguing with family members about it. So many families are torn apart by resentment over who's doing too little or too much. If you'd like more tips and advice from people who have been there, done that, 
visit our website, chickensoup.com, and check out this new book about navigating elder care and dementia. You'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Amazon. If you'd like to share your own story with our readers, click on Submit Your Story on our website. You'll see the topics we're working on. You'll see writing guidelines. And there's also a form that you fill in to submit your story for consideration. We're always working on half a dozen topics at least. And you might find one that fits a story that you've always wanted to tell. And come back for our next episode to meet Ron Milburn. Ron wrote a story for this elder care book. But when we learned about his friendship with Robert the Squirrel and their wildly successful TikTok videos, I just had to invite him on the podcast.